hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. So Maddie, um, I feel like a lot happened this week. A lot happened. Just, I feel so like in much. our personal lives, <laughs> we've been so busy. I found out people already hate me after knowing me <laughs> for three weeks. It's, it's been an interesting week. Um, but I sent you the, I sent you, I don't remember, I might've been E or people. Um, apparently everybody's pissed about the lack of sex in Bridgerton. So you're not alone. I know so many people are upset about it. Um, and also I think I told you like book talk is still very much furious about how much they changed it and took liberties with the creative content. But yeah, I mean, your girl is intuitive and knows what's up. When I say there's not enough sex, (laughs) there's not enough sex. Come on. Come on. I mean, I feel like you literally like call stuff left and right and it's kind of scary. Like there's so many things that... (laughs) Like the Sex and City, right? The podcast producer or whatever. You were like, there's there's a reason why this man is handsome. And you literally called it. Um, the Doja Cat thing, you called it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just like, wow. I'm just going to come to you for like lottery numbers and shit like that from now what on. What can I so. say? I'm a psychic. Call 1-800-PSYCHIC. <laughs> For you, I, I don't know what, what were the numbers back in the nineties. Did you ever see those commercials oh, as kids? It was like one. What was her name? Blah blah blah. No, I, what was her name? That um. Oh my gosh! There was like one woman that that had a commercial. I can see her face. I, like I can't think of her so name. Many. Anyway, Miss um, Cleo. Oh my god, Miss Cleo. Cleo. <laughs> oh lord, yeah. Maybe I should. Do That's that. very sex That's operator sh- sounding. It is very Cleo. <laughs> um, I feel like this should be my new career path, clearly, because I'm just, I'm <laughs> on top of it. Imagine how much money I could make just intuitively making guesses. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. And I'm, I'm very, very supportive um, of you doing this. It's, remember, 2022 is the year of the side hustle. Really We've all is. got goals and bills to pay. So, um, bills to no, pay. yeah. I, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I saw that and I was like, wow, okay. All right. She knows what she's talking about. She's, she's on the talk. Um, I mean, I was on point with a lot of things, but what I wasn't on point with was what was going to happen at the Oscars this past weekend. Yeah, I was like, it's just going to be another boring show. (laughs) 56% of the, of the, uh, demo or whatever the audience has stopped tuning in. And now I bet you the rest or everyone, myself included, were like, damn it. Um, Well, okay, I guess we can just go ahead and like jump right into it. So I feel like everyone, you know, literally in the world at this point has heard and or seen the video of like the slap heard around the world, right? Um, And so I know we touched on the Oscars last week and we talked a little bit about award shows with like the Doja Cat and stuff like that. Um, But I feel like, you know, in in, um, kind of looking back at it retrospectively and then also just like thinking about the fact that it's award season here in LA, Mm -hmm. um, it it would be pretty interesting to discuss like 
award season. Um, what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm totally here for it. You know, I'm like a history buff. So like, I love all of this. So I love that you consider this history. (laughs) Well, kind of. It's Um, like cinematic history in a sense or a history of like LA culture to a degree. So, I mean, yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. I mean, I do love Hollywood. Wish, like I'm obsessed with it. Um, And interestingly enough, sorry, I know... Not to get off topic, but um, my therapist, Debbie, I'm sure everybody knows her by now. Um, Shout out to Debbie. She had me do this. (laughs) Shout out. Um, Best therapist ever. She had me do this like career... Uh, like assessment. And so basically what it does is you answer all these questions and then it assesses your personality and then it will, it doesn't tell you like you would be good at X, but it's people with your personality type enjoy roles in like the X space. And so um, she was really surprised and I was like kind of surprised, kind of not surprised, but I swear it's relevant. Um, My number one, like, I guess career path that, you know, my personality traits do well in is actually the creative space. I can see that. I can totally see that. So I, yeah. And and so I told her, I was like, oh, it's funny because I haven't really talked much about the podcast with her, um, you know, because things are going well. Um, so, uh, but you know, so I told her about it and, and then, um, it just makes sense, right? Because, you know, I was really into the arts when I was younger and then I kind of was like, no. And she also said that, like, it it seems like my, my like, fears and insecurities or, like, lack of confidence or, you know, fear of failure is what pushes me into my second, like, best career <sighs> path or whatever, which was, like, producing, a.k.a., like, programmatic stuff. So oh, that's yeah. why I love like structure and order and templates and, and yeah. I'm very, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. anyway, just thought that was cool. Um, okay. So, but let, so let, let's, funny. No, it, I mean, no, I want to reflect on this. Don't, don't try to push right through. Jesus Christ, woman. <laughs> um, that is actually kind of fascinating and I totally see it. Um, and for those of our listeners who don't know, Alina actually went to a high school in the arts. So like, you were singing and dancing away when you were in high school. Yes, yes. Um, were you a actually? Quick question: Were you a soprano, mm-hmm. an alto, a second? What were you? Oh my gosh, I'm like a contralto. I'm an alto. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have like the lowest voice ever, which I is mean, in my head. My voice is like that, but. I I am told otherwise by people that listen to me speak. Um, apparently, I have a pretty like shrill voice. So you do not. Um, as the money who loves you and knows you and listens to you quite often, I would say <laughs> otherwise. Um, that's Thank so cool. I. I can totally see that. And I think that's also probably why we're such good friends because we both kind of have some of like the little wounding a little bit around our fears Mm -hmm. and insecurities. Um, But that's why we have the podcast. What can I say? It's like our creative outlet. Creative outlet. We are expressing ourselves and sharing (laughs) our opinions with the world. And who Uh, knows? Yeah, no, it's... it's, Maybe one day we'll uh, be on an award show just for this. You can be like, look, mom, I made it. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink. Someone out there? Um, no, yeah, it's 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 it was just very interesting because I I knew that about myself. I didn't necessarily know that that was what the results were going to come back mm-hmm. as, and so it was just an interesting conversation. We went over the results yesterday, so oh, yeah. Okay. 
I so, actually want to living in this LA test now. So you better share it with me. I want to know what this yes, is. Yes. So it has to be administered by your, by like a, a therapist. So you can't just like do it online. There might be different versions of it, but the one I did, it has to be administered by um, a licensed like uh, professional. God but I'll, I'll get you the information and then, okay. you know, you can okay. find a different one or whatever or ask, ask, ask your therapist. therapist. <laughs> Since it's like therapy here. so culturally normal now that everyone has a therapist. Yeah, I'll have my therapist reach out to your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I hope everybody that listens to this is in therapy. And if you're not, go to therapy. It's like, I love therapy. It's have, where it's at. I literally like didn't realize how much I love talking about myself. <laughs> and now I look forward to Friday at 10 a.m. every single week. And I'm just like, I literally like prepare for it. It's the one thing that I prepare for in life is therapy. And I'm like, okay, what do I want to talk about? How do I want to spend my time? And it's great. And I, just I mean, yeah, love it's it. just dedicated session for you and your problems. I'm, I'm here exactly. for it. It's not even just, pro- it's just me. It's not even just problems. Sometimes I'm like, things are great. Things are fantastic right now. Also, sorry, I keep having to fix this mic. And just like, can oh. you please just work for God's sakes? For our listeners, one I got day, a new maybe mic one stand. day we'll figure out tech. One day. <laughs> it's not even tech, it's literally just this mic stand. It just, at some point, because of the weight of the mic, it just is tripping. Okay, so I'm just gonna do this from here on out, just holding it on from the other side. <laughs> okay, oh. on that note. Let's let's continue on with our Oscars talk. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. So award shows in general. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Let's just start start with what did you think of all the drama? Because you were the first one that actually sent it over to me, and I remember, I remember my, my response. My response was like, "That shit's fake." <laughs> I I know, and I was like in such shock <laughs> when it happened, and I was like, "There's no way this is fake." Also, it happened, and I sat there and I was like, "Oh, this is part of a skit. It's totally part of a skit." Um, yeah. Because you also saw Will Smith kind of like smiling a little bit or whatever it was when he, after he did it. And so you were like, oh, was yes. this, this all part of a joke? And then of course they cut out the the audio. So I immediately, being Maddie, I immediately head over to Twitter. Someone has to have like the un, like, mm-hmm. unedited version out there. Um, lo and behold, they didn't cut out the audio for, I think, Japan and Australia. And immediately that was the, the first people who like started posting the actual clips. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I, at that moment, was like, oh, wasn't a skit. Okay, great. Someone's going through some like trauma triggers right now. There's like some psychological stuff happening. Like that was like sort of mm-hmm. my first immediate reaction when I watched that video. Mm-hmm. So, like what I said, you? I watched it really quickly. First saw it. So I I thought it was fake, but um, so I watched it when you sent it to me, and my friend had also sent it to me. Uh, you know, my other friend had sent it to me, and my reaction was like, okay, first of all, Will laughed at the joke. Mm-hmm. Like he literally laughed, like ha ha, laughed out loud. Um, mm. And then I felt like Chris, like I don't know, like I, I feel like he looked surprised, but at the same time, like wasn't he didn't really react that. Like if someone came over to me and slapped or punched the shit out of me, like I, I just I don't know. I feel like I would have like touched my face, with, like you, I, like I, yeah. I don't know. He like didn't look like it really connected with his face. I don't know how to explain it. Um, and then, so, yes, I agree. It looked like he smirked, Will, when he walked away. Yeah. 
Um, I think it has to do with the shock because you probably weren't expecting someone to get up on stage while you're at the Oscars to slap you, I would assume. Immediately, you'd probably assume it's a safe environment. But he also had a lot of time to like process exactly. Like Will Smith was walking towards him pretty aggressively. What did he think he was going to do? Come shake his hand? I don't know. I think that there was probably a part where he thought maybe Will was going to say something to him or maybe it was part of, like, he probably assumed, like, oh, are they playing, like, a prank on me at the Oscars? Like, this is, like, another add-on or something. Or, I mean, I just think about it from his perspective of you're standing on a stage in front of your peers, colleagues, people you look up to, people who you've worked with, people who you don't know, knowing that this is getting broadcast to millions of people, and out of nowhere, someone who you know comes up to you, proceeds to like verbally, uh, not verbally, physically assault you. And then you are left to A, having to recover and be a professional because you have to continue on with the show. But also B, the fact that someone also physically assaulted you. Like immediately I think of like my own traumas and I, I wouldn't know, I probably would have blacked out like memory wise. Like I, I wouldn't have been in my body at that point. Yeah. I I mean I feel like he was just like well Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me and like what what do you do right so I feel like he did his best to like carry on and then yeah. I feel like Will didn't help the situation by being by you know screaming obscenities at him I don't know I just he really didn't um I feel like so, you, what else do you do you just have to kind of get on with your life right like you have to move on and not dwell on it because it's really awkward. Um, God, it was so bad. So I think what's important here is like maybe we go over the series because there's a lot that happened this week in yes. accordance with that situation. So like I think to your point, acknowledging that Will was laughing when the joke was made. Yeah. And apparently, you know, at the after party, he was having a good time. He was like listening to like Get Jiggy With It, which we all know is like one of his hits. Um, so acting very normal as if like nothing happened, nothing upsetting him. Um, then of course there's an uproar by everybody on social media and in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course people are like Academy, like you guys have to look into this. Um, it doesn't well, have seem to do appropriate. Well, also like I have a friend who, uh, used to work in this space for the Academy, um, and with the production company that produces the Academy. And they were saying how people have been escorted out for far less. And it was very strange to them that he was not escorted out in that moment. Um, and so, and I think this is why we should talk about the series of events because this is Mm -hmm. important. So, um, the Academy basically opens up an investigation Will Smith apologizes publicly on Instagram, as we've all seen. Um, It's then leaked that apparently Will was asked to leave after the slap, uh, but refused. Yes, I heard that. Then there's another article that comes out saying that he was never asked to leave, like it didn't happen. Uh, Producer of the Oscars said that Chris Rock didn't want to make it a big thing, which in my mind, I'm like, hashtag too late for that, my dude. Um, and he basically asked for the Academy not to remove him. Apparently LAPD was on standby about to arrest Will Smith and Chris Rock was like, no, he also didn't file a report. Um, Will apparently then- Well, he didn't have to. Everyone saw it. (laughs) Basically. Um, Will then had a conversation apparently with the head of the Academy, um, earlier this week, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday. Um, and then- 
basically to talk about disciplinary actions um, and exactly kind of part of the investigation, I believe. A lot of celebrities have come out in support of Chris Rock. Some have said yes. that both Chris Rock and Will Smith are wrong, but also a lot of people are just coming out in regards to their disgust with Will Smith's actions. Um, and as a result, some of these celebrities are getting absolutely fucking dragged through the mud. So I don't know if you saw Zoe Kravitz. She had done like these um, Instagram posts where it was like her outfit. I guess she had done like two outfit changes and she was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is my dress at the event where we now slap people at. She was like, oh, and this is like my second outfit that, you know, I wore at the after party for the event where we slap people at. Which I was like, damn girl, brave of you. But here's what was wild is that people started bringing up, I guess, some sort of old news article or old video, or I can't, I I couldn't find specifically the source, but people were saying that it was rich of her to be going after Will Smith when apparently she had said something along the lines of uh, that she had to be careful around Jaden because he was underage. Like apparently she had had an interest in him when he was younger. What? So people were like what? going after her about that. Yeah, people were going after her about that. Then on top of that, Jim Carrey comes out and says that, you know, Will should have been escorted and that it was disgusting that like everyone at the Oscars applauded him when he got up to, you know, accept his award. Um, and Jim Carrey then proceeded to get dragged by everyone because of his previous I guess you could say anti-vax rhetoric during his time when he was dating Jenna McCarthy. Um, They're big believers in the potential of vaccine and autism um, effects. And so he basically got dragged. So everyone who's been coming out, like if you have any dirt, you've basically gotten dragged. I just feel like people, first of all, I was actually thinking this when you were saying, you know, that that they... um, had censored, you know, the audio. And so you went to Twitter and folks in Japan and Australia had already uploaded it like within minutes. And I'm like, people move so quickly in this world and people are just like mm-hmm. on it. And I like, I need that in life cause I'm not on it. So I really appreciate <laughs> it. But it's just wild to me that people like have the time and energy to just like think about that and then dig shit up and then bring it back to life. And like, I don't, mm-hmm. it's just like mind boggling. Like how does anybody even remember any of those things? Oh, I think what's also wild to your point is that people took the time to create other mediums in which to make fun of the situation. I don't know if you've seen the the little memes where literally it's the zebra from Madagascar that Chris Rock had voiced and then Will Smith's uh, fish character from Shark Tales. So they literally got the fish, animated it to walk on the Oscar stage, slapping the zebra and then walking away. And I just could not handle it. And I was on the floor cackling. But the fact that people took that time, and as you know, Pierre is in visual effects. So I know what goes into shit like that. Like that is time consuming, y'all. Like you spent like 12x hours working on this. Well, what about the, what about the guy? Did you see the video where um, he basically rewrote all of the lyrics to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Oh, yes. And then recorded it. And he like literally recorded it Oh in in so not in sequence, it's not the word I'm looking for, but like everything that Will Smith does in the in the intro, yeah, he's like doing it, like playing basketball, and you know, and I'm like, and he came out the next day, yeah. and I'm like, you had time yeah. to like think about what happened, write a fucking song, 
record it, edit it, post it. And I'm like, Jesus, here you and I are like <laughs> struggling to be oh like, okay, God. what should we do? That's like modern and on topic yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I, I feel like I'm like knowing how much like mental energy we exert yeah. to like try to be creative or whatever. And I'm like, we suck compared to these people. Like, why am I not that funny? And I get really angry and like well, they're depressed probably about it. But. Working twenty four seven, right? Like that's the, their full time job. You and I have full time jobs plus this plus you know you're about to start on your third job. So yeah, <laughs> like like it's just wild. Um, yeah, I feel like if we were both, if you and I were doing this full time, oh, the things we could fucking do. The things we could do. Sometimes I have these thoughts at night. I'm like, oh, we could do a video like this or we could do this. Or what if we did that? And then it's just like, because I'm so tired because, you know, we have a nine to five or an eight to eight or however many hours we work in the day. Um, Let's be real. I don't work nine to five or eight to eight, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I love you. Um, But yeah, I mean, to your point, just so much fucking creativity. Um, Okay, back to this though, because I do have something and I don't know if you saw this. There's a video that just got released. Someone in the crowd had actually filmed it from their phone, uploaded Mm -hmm. it to social media, showcasing the perspective from Jada. Because we don't see Jada throughout the whole debacle. So apparently this video comes out and she is laughing immediately after Chris Rock says, wow, I just got the shit slept out of me by Will Smith. And she's laughing, like actually laughing. Um, And to be honest, from what I've seen rhetoric wise, a lot of people are blaming her for what happened. Um, And then of course we got his resignation this week. Uh, He's resigning from the Academy. Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about that for a second, but to go back to the whole like Jada thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like she's, she's one of those celebrities that like, I don't think about a lot to be honest with yeah, you. Like I, I know that she's had like a lot of success with red table talk and apparently it's like a great show. And like, I, f- I feel like she's in the news more than I realize it. But again, like she's just not someone that I think about on a day to day basis. 100%. Um, however, uh, like, you know, again, just reading what people are saying and how people are feeling about it. And I saw this whole thread um, that basically was saying, like, obviously, I saw the jokes where people were like, oh, so another guy can't, like, make a joke about Jada, but another guy can fuck her. Yeah, like, it's cool. A, like, what was it? It was, it was, it was so terrible. It was like, so another guy can't have Jada's name in their mouth, but another guy can be in Jada's mouth. Oh my that's, god! That's, oh my god! It was so terrible. It was so terrible. I was like, listen. <gasps> <laughs> um, okay, so here, I, I, I think like normally, I, I feel like my opinion would be like, whatever. Like their marriage is their marriage, and and if yeah. he's comfortable with an open relationship, and that's what she needs, like that's more power to you. But I feel like because she, I mean. I feel like that shouldn't be our business. However, I think because she like exploited it and basically mm-hmm. got a lot of like press and attention to her project because she of it, also I think it's dra- fair game. She also dragged the shit out of her husband's masculinity. Exactly. Like, exactly. exactly. Look, I'm not here to talk about gender roles or stereotypes, but like, like there's a certain perception I think that or a certain level of respect that you should have for your significant Mm -hmm. other. And I think the way that she exploited the situation and talked about this entanglement with, by the way, her, one of her son's friends, like 
uh, that's weird to me to begin with. But like the fact of the matter is, is like you allowed the world to see your husband in this light. And so now every situation is going to be colored with that lens. So the fact that you dragged his masculinity through the mud, then he was laughing at this joke. What probably happened, and I'm assuming like this is what a lot of people are assuming, is he looked over at you, saw that you were upset because of the questioning of his masculinity, given what's happened previously. He probably felt Mm -hmm. like he needed to defend you. He went up, did what he did, and now he's paying for his crimes. Rightfully so. But a lot of people are saying, and I mean, I'm just going to speak from my perspective as Pierre's wife, right? If we are in public and someone disrespects me and Pierre is about to get up to go enact a thing of violence towards this person, immediately my ass would have gotten up, held his hand and been like, no, we're not doing that today. We can have this conversation with this person later. I am not letting you ruin the biggest night of your career here over, over some stupid ass comment. We're not doing that right now. And then we both would have proceeded to sit back down. So a lot of people are saying that like, she is toxic, toxic. She is a bit of a narcissist. Um, and that Mm -hmm. she is essentially the person who is the reason why, Will Smith is experiencing this downfall. Not to say that, you know, he isn't in control of his own actions. He was the one who made the decision to go up there. But we also have to think about the potential, the psychological dynamic between the two of them. Yeah. No, no. I, I agree with everything you said. And, and you know, playing devil's advocate here, maybe she didn't realize what he was doing. But I, I agree. I think that I think that the way that everything came to light about the quote-unquote entanglement um, yeah. I think that she could have done that with a lot more grace. And I think that she could have done it in a way that like, look, if you want to share that you, you guys need that and whatever, again, that's, that's on you. And and I, I guess I commend you for it, but like you, the way that, the way that she made him, you know, she just shit on him and mortified and embarrassed him publicly. I think I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to think that she is toxic and, and that it's like not healthy at that point. Um, but anyway, so Jada sucks, apparently. Um, yeah. Oh, so yes. N- now here's the interesting thing. So his resignation from the Academy, by the way, just yes. kind of going back mm-hmm. to the story, doesn't really mean shit, by the way. What do you mean? <laughs> but so like, wait, so does he get to like keep his Oscar? Oh, yeah. So he what? gets to keep his Oscar. He can still be nominated in categories. Yes. Um, it doesn't, yeah. So it doesn't prevent him from ever getting nominated. His wife, by the way, Jada, she still has her membership. Um, the only way that this would affect him is that he's now no longer a voting member. That's it. That That's legitimately Ooh. it. Isn't that funny? Isn't that <laughs> I funny? mean, like, so I'm I'm really sad for Will because again I, I think that he like there was just obviously like a really shit situation and he dealt with it the way that he could deal with it and mm-hmm. I think it was fucked up but whatever I still feel like I almost feel like he's the victim here in a lot of ways like obviously yeah. Chris is the victim but you know looking at another another layer deeper like it's it to your point like he's paying for her like Basically. problem yeah. if that makes sense. Um, but at the same time, it's like it could be worse, right? He 
they still, he can never act again and they're going to be fine. And like, yes, his legacy might be a little bit tarnished, but let's be real. Like nobody's fucking talking about World War III that's happening in Europe right now. So like this will probably just be, it'll probably blow over in a couple of weeks. And It probably will. Um, it's just sad that it's like, we have very. such a very specific, like I think, perception, and he's worked very hard to create this sort of image of him and his family, mm-hmm. and for that all to go down at the drain, just within Oof. like a ten second moment, like that's wild to me. Like forever, yeah. this Oscar, like I was really excited for for Will this year because he's you know he's been nominated before. This is his actual first Oscar win, and now there's like this massive shit smear over the yeah. legacy of him winning this Oscar. And also, by the way, uh, Richard, the man that he played, um, was basically came out and was not supportive of what Will did. And the thing is, is that Will, during his speech, <laughs> mentioned uh, that he fiercely defends his family like Richard. And so Richard was like, mm, we don't defend like that, though. Um, also, I just want to make another note, too, that Regina Hall made a joke earlier in the night where she had brought in all of these single men on stage so she could, like, flirt with them and potentially, you know... She was making, like, a a joke um, about how she was sexually interested in them. Um, And she literally has this note, and she was like, hmm... She's like, Will, you're not on this list, but I got approval from Jada, so come on up here. Like, she actually made a joke about it. But, like, they didn't react that way when she made the joke about, you know, whatever was going on. So it's like... When you're at that level well, of society, mm-hmm. like, and you, you know what comes with that territory, like, yeah. people are going to be poking jokes, people are going to saying this, it it just doesn't make sense. But well, I mean, I think I think she was just very very sensitive. She's already pretty sensitive about it. So, um, yeah. okay, well, because I know we have like we want to talk about like more about just yeah. award shows in general, but obviously this is like huge. Um, so let's talk about I have our favorite something. topic. Oh, yes. Our favorite, our favorite, our favorite. Um, We all know you love a good conspiracy theory. Love, love. I've already pulled a couple that have arisen from this whole Oscars debacle that I feel like we should digest a little. Um, Hit me. A, there are people who still firmly believe that this is a PR play um, to get more folks to watch the Oscars. Um, And as you know, Audience numbers have decreased over the years, and the lowest lowest uh, rating and lowest viewership was last year's. Um, but apparently, this year's Oscars uh, drew about 16.6 million viewers, uh, which is up 58% from last year's record low. But oh, wow. we're still here's here's the kicker though: it's still the second worst viewing and ratings performance in Oscars history. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, okay. Social media engagement, though, from all of this, it drove 22.7 million total social interactions, spiking 139% over last year's broadcast, which was about 9.5 million, to become the most social Oscars telecast on record. But get this, it had higher engagement than this year's Super Bowl. Right, so a lot of people are no saying, way. "Yeah, higher engagement than the Super Bowl," which is wild. Wow. Um, also, another fun fact: Chris Rock currently has a comedy tour. Yes, um, and folks are saying, "Well, isn't it ideal that like he's now sold out for the next two to three months since all of this happened?" Oh, he wasn't before. Oh no, he wasn't before. So, <sighs> I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I am. 
I think I subscribe to this because it makes sense. It's realistic. Just if you watch the clip again and again and again, like yeah. I I am not convinced that there was like a connection between Will Smith and Chris Rock. And part of that is because like first of all, I don't think that Will, I think he had his like fist. So it, I thought he punched him. But then everyone's saying that he slapped him. Yeah. And I feel like I never saw his hand connect with his face. It looks fake. So the whole thing looks staged. There are videos and images out there showcasing that Chris Rock was actually his face, like the actual um, you know, people who do like body language analysis, that his mm-hmm. face was actually bracing for it, like in anticipation that it was going uh. to happen. Well, I mean, maybe he like saw like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this guy is coming at me. So But it's another data point to consider. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with this conspiracy. I don't think it's conspiracy I I, theory. I, th- I think it's likely Realistic. what actually happened. Yeah. It's just interesting, right? Like all of this mm-hmm. is like playing out the way that it is and that he's resigning, but really there's like nothing bad that's going to happen. No like, ramifications. He's still going to get his Oscar. You know, he's just not going to be a voting member. It, so it doesn't really mean shit. Yeah, and I, I just, I, I think the reaction of like... The reaction of the academy, or the lack thereof, of the academy not doing anything about it in the moment. Like, no, no, no. This this smells fishy to me. Right. So, okay, we 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 dig this one. So, um, what is there another one? There is another one, and this one's a little bit more out there. But like, I I understand like the train of thought with it, right? So, the Oscars were sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer this year, along with I think one or two what? more brands. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and Pfizer has a new drug that's in final stages of approval with the FDA. Now, I'm going to request that we have a little drum roll because this needs to be dramatic. It is focused on alopecia. No fucking way. Yep. I've seen the documents. It is in its really. Last this is stages. legit. Yes, it's in its last stages of FDA approval, um, and it is for alopecia. So you take with that what you will. No way. One hundred percent way. I mean, I don't put it past it. I, I, I don't. I think that this is probably like all, all of it, right? Like. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be? It's funny? fucking fake. I knew it. I knew it. I'm back on the it's fake. I am part train. of this team now that like I really do feel like like Hollywood overall has probably like a large PR team. I'm gonna assume Chris Jenner is on it. Um <laughs> and that they are the ones who are pulling the strings across like all of these award shows, across all of the Hollywood scandals. Oh my god, um, and it's all aligned based on the the many sponsors. Um Oh my god! Isn't that funny? Uh, yeah, when I saw watch, that, I was watch like, this one is of the like Car Jenners come out, sorry, <laughs> and say that they have alopecia. <laughs> I would die. Oh my god! It's yeah, gonna be it's Rob. Crazy is. I mean, yeah. I mean, you couldn't have written this right. Like, it's just a little too perfect. To well, I mean, you can write it right. They did. <laughs> <laughs> They did. They did. Yeah. So there you have it. Take take that as you will. Um, okay. I'm, I'm All right. Listeners, like, 
you know, sit on it, relish in it a little bit, marinate on it. And then like, tell us your guys' thoughts, um, on Instagram. Um, fake fraud, phony. It's a fugazi. If I ever heard (laughs) this is fucking fugazi. (laughs) This is fugazi and I'm done. Um, okay. Well, so is this the first time that someone has like resigned from the Academy? Because I don't know if I've heard of that happening. I guess like, why would you really know about it? So there are actually two people this year who did um, resign, but it was because of the, I don't know if you heard about this, but the Oscars apparently got into some shit because the fact that they were now going to be giving out certain awards during commercial breaks. Um, And so people felt disrespected. And so they resigned from the Academy being like, why are we considered less important? Um, and then, it's like, give me my award, I'm going to take it, but then I'm going to resign. <laughs> basically. Um, so there's that. And then on top of it, uh, there have been people who've been kicked out of the academy. So oh. uh, I think it's like four or five people so far. So there's Carmine Caridi, um, and this was back in 2004. Um, and this the fuck person, is that? So basically, I think they were part of like the the Godfather trilogies. Oh, okay. Um and so the reason oh why goodness. they got kicked out was because they got accused of leaking screeners that had been sent to him. So they basically get to watch these films um, in advance so they can like vote on them and stuff. Um, and so he, I, I guess he got expelled for quote unquote copyright infringement, meaning that he was like sharing this information with other people that he shouldn't be sharing them with that yeah. weren't, you know, part of the Academy. Um, and then it. of course we've got Harvey Weinstein, which I mean, that one is pretty self-explanatory. I think we won't go there today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, Bill Cosby, also self-explanatory, okay. um, and Roman Polanski, which of course they both Polanski was actually convicted in 1977 of unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, and then Bill Cosby. Oh, I didn't know that. We all know. Yeah. So. Plansky, no longer part of the Academy. Um, and then I think okay. lastly, um, there's a cinematographer by the name of Adam Kimmel who also got expelled um, also due to being a registered sex offender. So <laughs> so we're not mad that you all got kicked the fuck out, right? Exactly. Exactly. Just, yeah. We're not mad about deserved, it. Deserved. Well deserved. Exactly. 100%. Um, Okay, so but but they were like there was like disciplinary action, not voluntary resignation. Whereas exactly. Will has voluntary, sorry, voluntarily resigned. I think um, he did it okay. because he didn't want his Oscar taken away. Because if he hadn't voluntarily like resigned, I feel oh. like the misconduct, probably the end of the investigation, they probably the disciplinary action would have been to take back his Oscar. Yeah, this is like the yeah. deal, a deal that Chris Jenner exactly. brokered for him. 100%. They were like, look, you'll get to keep it. It goes on your little award shelf. Don't worry about it. You'll get more of them. If anyone will hire you at this point, we just need you to like come out basically and publicly say that you're not going to watch these videos and, and vote. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty good fucking deal. Yeah. I agree. And also his wife is still a part of the Academy. So like he could still most likely attend events and stuff as her plus one. So not that big of a deal. Interesting. I wonder if he gets invited next year. On that note, really quickly, just to kind of revert back to last week, yeah. what's her fucking face got invited in the end? Oh, I know. It's hilarious. Rachel Ziegler. Ziegler. Um, However, Ziegler. Yeah. Anson Elgert. Wait, is that Anson, right? Ansel. Anson. Ansel Elgert. Ansel. Yeah. Um, he was not invited. Yes. 
so. I'm not surprised by that. And I think it's just because we'll of this that there. scandal that's surrounding him at the moment. Yeah. Um, so much fucking drama. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so I know um, going back to award shows, like in general, and I know that we touched on this a little bit last week, and I don't really want to like yeah. go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but, you know, we know that award shows over the last like decade, if not more, or maybe, maybe not quite decade, um, have really just been, you know, kind of dropping off, right? Like there's so many of them. Nobody watches them. I don't even know who half the people are who are performing anymore. Yeah. Um, but I still feel like so many of these award shows feel like tone deaf. Mm. And that's the corporate in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like there's it's like legacy, right? And it's like so old school and traditional. And I know that we're trying to change things up a little bit. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, like, again, we're not going to like really open up this can of worms because that's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like there's potentially World War Three happening right now. And like here we are. <laughs> like making an entire hour long episode talking about, and and it's us too, right? But everybody's going crazy talking about a slap. Um, You know, comedians, like they hurt people's feelings. They roast people. That's literally how you make people laugh, right? Um, People and like who or what, um, which very, very excited about some of the dresses, some of them hmm, left a little bit um, to be desired, left me wanting more. Um, But I just feel like, like, a little bit of perspective. Um, okay. But what was the Oscars? Is it like the OG award show or is there, cause there's the SAGs, the Oscars, the Emmys. Yeah. The, or those are like the, uh, and the Grammys are like the four well, major ones, right? The Tonys, the Golden Globes. Oh, the Tops. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot about all these oh, shows yeah, the last yeah, time yeah. I watched a show. Um, okay. So, so yeah. So, so talk to me. Yeah, so um, going back to like your whole perspective thing, I thought it was kind of a slap in the face, honestly, when um, the Oscars decided to talk about the Ukrainian conflict, the Ukraine and Russia issue. Uh, They literally just had like black screen and text overlay being like, please donate. They need all of these things. And I was like, that's it? That's all we're getting? Uh, Oh, oh, okay. Like exactly to your point. Probably. Did he resign? Hundred percent. I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> Sean Penn, call us. We'll have you on the show. We'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I I was kind of shocked, and I was like, "Wow, this is so tone deaf." And I think that's probably why lots of people are like not watching these things anymore. Because like, let's talk about it. inflation is at an all time high. Gas <sighs> is at an all time high. People got their own shit to deal with. Um, why would we want to sit around and watch celebrities flaunt their wealth? And, you know, do self-congratulatory things um, when, you know, to your point, there are bigger things happening in the world. Um, well, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Wait. On, on that note, on that note, really, really, really quickly. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I, I think it's tone deaf a little bit, right? And like, I wish they would have maybe tried a little yeah. bit harder um, to use their platforms. However... I, I think the reason why people also are tuning out is less about like, oh, people are flaunting their wealth in my face because let's be real, that's what we all like live and breathe for on Instagram and TikTok, right? I just want to see what rich people are doing. Rich people, rich, beautiful people are doing and what they're buying and what they're eating and where they're Fair. traveling to. Um, I See, I think the reason why I don't necessarily feel the need to watch it anymore is because I know that like later that night, the next morning or even in real time, I'm going to get a 
I'm going to get like a summarized version of it on Instagram. I'm going to get to see what everyone wore. I'm going to get to hear about all the drama. Mm -hmm. And so like, why would I, why do I need to sit down for, you know, three plus hours if you're not watching the red carpet show when I can, I'm going to get it all just in like snippets. Yeah. I think some people still watch it because like it is an entertainment aspect to it, you know, with like the live performances that they do and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, um, very much to your point, I think, given the decreasing in human attention span um, <laughs> and social media ever so lovely, lovingly giving us like synopsis is why, why would we dedicate three hours of our lives? We have mm-hmm. so much shit going on. Um, Alina's on her third job, you guys, and like we're trying to make this podcast happen. So like ain't nobody got time for that. Um, nope. nope. But, uh, you know, but, I also, you know, kind of going back to your original question, which I yes, love, sorry. as you know, I am a bit of a history buff. And so this is right up my alley. And a film buff. And, and a film buff, yes. So to get started, I think we should talk about the Academy Awards. Um, and okay. originally it began with Louis B. Mayer, who was the head of MGM Studios. And he basically created the Academy uh as a way to, I think it was, uh, to manage sort of labor disputes without unions and also mm-hmm. utilizing it as a way to improve um, sort of the face of Hollywood publicly. Um, so basically like a PR group is, 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 how, I, is how I translate that. Um, and I think it was created or uh, formed back in 1927. Um, and then okay. in 1929, I think it was May 6th, 16th of 19, let me, yeah, May 16th of 1929, they basically, um, well, actually before that, they decided that they wanted to move away from being focused on labor disputes and wanted to be more of like, let's do awards around merit. Um, and so on May 16th of 1929 is when they held the first ever Oscars and it was a private dinner and it was held at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Um, and I think it had only like 250 to 300 people, um, had been invited. So, um, it, that was like the first ever official awards show. Um, and then, of course, you have the first ever Golden Globes that was held in 1944. So the 20s okay. is when the Academy Awards Oscars became a thing. That was the first ever. Okay, so it is the OG. It is the OG. Then you have the okay. Golden Globes in 1944. Um, then you have the first Tony Awards that were held in 1947. You have the first okay. ever Emmys, which was held in 1949. And then the first ever Grammys Award show was held in 1958. Oh, wow. That's pretty late. Yeah. For the Grammys is. to like... Mm-hmm. Interesting. I know, right? Isn't that, isn't that wild? Yeah, that's, that's like the 30 years um, difference, but cool. Okay, so Oscars are the OG. So like, Will, you chose like the the, the right one to fuck up. Um, although yeah. we, we know that that was all orchestrated. Um, okay, so the Academy, Will is no longer a part of. They vote, right? So I'm assuming it's like, we're going to call it like the guild, right? It's not yeah. the guild, but theoretically it's actors, producers, directors, anyone who's in the industry that gets invited to the Academy. Or rather, how do you get invited to it? Because they're the ones that they vote on the winners. Yeah, so they vote on the winners. I think they have like almost 10,000 current members of the Academy. Um, So the way that it works is you're offered a membership when you get nominated, if it's like like a competitive nomination. Um, And then the 
only other way to get invited is if you um, have two members within your branch. So they have the Academy divvied up by branches. Uh, There's 17 and they range from actors oh. to directors to visual effects to, you know, sound to costume design, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you have to have two members from the branch that you want to be um, added to. They have to sponsor you. Um, and not Got just it. that, there are also qualifying requirements within each one of the branches too. So it's not just the sponsorship. You also have to hit the qualifying requirements. Um, but yeah, I believe those are the only two ways in which to get invited. So literally the Academy is Soho House. <laughs> it's literally there you the go. Same Soho House. Yes. Entrance requirements that they just don't want us uh, because apparently I'm not a creative. I'm I work in corporate. Um, okay, um, interesting. I didn't realize that it it. I thought it was kind of like the sa- the 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 Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. Um, where it's like you know, I think it's like you say if you have X number of lines or X number of words, then you become like part of it. That's more of like the union and stuff. But mm-hmm. okay, that's interesting. Um, so I guess kind of shifting it a little bit, but I know that you went to the Grammys two years ago. <sighs> Rest in peace to life before COVID. <laughs> um, and still so grateful that you invited me to the after party. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. but like what was it like being there? Um, like, yeah. does it feel like, do, do you feel like you get that kind of experience of being at the award show at home? Is it like, does it feel more transactional? Mm. Um, like wh- what is it? Like? I guess like it's in real time. So it kind of flows the way you see it, but like, what is it like? Yeah. So, um, I do want to preface that, uh, the, week that I got to go to Grammys was a very strenuous business week. And it was also yes. the day of the Grammys itself was the day that Kobe died, um, unfortunately. So yes, my experience was a little bit different in that um, I think there were like a lot more crowds. So just to preface, the Grammys is historically typically held at the Staples Center. Um, fun fact. Uh, so I'm sure... Which sounds... Can, sorry, I just want to say, I feel like that feels so like... Not classy. Trashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was just about to make that note. Sporting arena. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So A, there was like lots of crowds out on the street. So you see like a whole bunch of people wearing like, you know, Kobe jerseys. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you have like a whole bunch of people dressed up in like $1,000 gowns walking around. Literally my brain was like, the dichotomy is weird. Um, Yeah. So like you get there, there's like a red carpet. There's like two different entrances. Um, you walk in, they scan your, your badge or your ticket. Um, and it's, it's so funny because it's in the Staples Center. So like you're walking around and it feels like you're going to a concert or you're going to a sporting event because of the structure, like the way that your brain interprets it as like, this is yeah. not classy. This is to your point, kind of trashy, you know, like when you think of the, like the lifestyle or the luxury that you would typically perceive of these types of events, I think they, the way that they film it and produce these things for TV experiences, like people who are watching it at home, they want to give you the feel of exclusivity of like luxury of Mm -hmm. glam, but literally I'm sitting there and it felt like a concert to me, like totally. So were you like in like the 
even like the bleacher type like seating or like I, I just so you have like the ground level and like that is okay. where all of like the celebrities are seated and then mm-hmm. you have sort of starting of the bleachers and that's where basically like all of like the industry executives are posted um and then of course it goes higher and higher and higher and so um we were pretty close, I would say. Um, and we had like front seats. So like I was like right in the middle and got to see all of the got performances, it. but definitely not on the ground level with the celebrities. Um, but it was, it was just like weird. Cause it's like, Oh my God, it's like so much energy. Like when the performances were happening yeah. and then when they cut for commercial, like everything kind of stops. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Like, yeah, my brain kind of like spazzed. I was like, what is this? Um, because you know, for concerts, it's like the energy is like constantly going, but that's not mm-hmm. really the case when you go to these things. Um, and then the new, the, the newest concept to me or the thing that I learned when I was there was about seat fillers. Now this is h- hilarious. Um, I saw like a group of people who were like dressed up nicely, um, waiting outside in the lobby. And I was like, who the fuck are these people? Like, what are they doing out here? Um, and I talked to my boss and she was like, oh, they're seat fillers. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, like when people like need to get up and walk out, like th- literally somebody gets picked and they have to like walk in and like sit in the seats because like when they're filming, they don't want to showcase any empty seats. I was like, what the fuck? So, like, so do they like ask you? Sorry, on your way to the bathroom, are they like, hey, what seat are you in? Do they know? Or do you just like run and try to find the first empty seat? I did not go to the bathroom. So oh. like I was sitting in my seat the entirety really? of the situation. Yeah, I didn't go to the bathroom. That's the whole thing. I didn't want to miss anything. I, it was also oh. like my first ever like experience. So I was like, yeah, I didn't drink any water beforehand. I just drank alcohol oh so God. I could be dehydrated so I wouldn't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> It was fantastic. Only just one stomach flew away from my goal weight. Exactly. Um, Okay. But it was... Okay, interesting. Yeah. So it was, you know, um, I think that a lot of people have this like very specific image of what the Grammys are. And I even had a specific image of what it was. I thought it was like this glamorous, classy event. And then all of a sudden you walk into Staples Center and you're like, this, maybe not so much. It's also the weirdness of like having people dressed to the nines and being in the Staples set. Like... Yeah, it was just funny. I yeah. imagine you're, you're like, you know, there are people who are literally wearing like tour and like, you know, spend yeah. hours and hours and hours and maybe like weeks planning and then getting ready and all these things. And then they're walking past like a fucking hot dog stand. <laughs> like that. that is like, I think I can't process that. And that's it, like, so I imagine it like takes a little bit of like the magic away from me from just like what you think it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing I was thinking was like, are there like awkward pauses where things stop because it's a commercial break or like, yeah. do they, you know, announce awards? I know that the Oscars does that now or, you know, do they have like little performances? Like, you know, someone comes out, does one song and then dips just to make it like maybe a little no. less awkward. No, it's um, just awkward. It's literally like commercial break. Everyone like breaks and like you kind of see some movement on the stage because they're like trying to change um the set a little bit for like the next experience. Um, But yeah, no, it's just really funny because it's like you're in the vibe and you're listening to this music and watching this live performance and then cut commercial. And then they also have like a timer of when they're, when commercial is going to end and they're going to start up again. So I appreciate it. So it's like everyone shut the fuck up, sit down, yes, put your phone away, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One day. 
It's, you know, I am so grateful that I had the experience and that I got to like manifest it um, for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, you know, with my team at the time, it was like a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, And I think also the cheer on type was getting to go to the after party with you. Um, But I will say it, I feel like when you're in it, you realize, oh, wow. So they do put on a lot of magic and finesse to make it, the perception of it a lot different to us as viewers at home than what you actually get to experience there. So interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. It's one day we're going to go, we're going to manifest this shit. A hundred percent. I'm not working three jobs for nothing. (laughs) It's not all glitz and glam guys. It's not all glitz and glam, but we want the glam. Oh, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Um, awesome. Well, I mean, that's that's all I had. I think this was like super informative. We can't, I cannot believe that the OG award show is the one that had all this drama. Like, I just feel like you would think like, yeah, maybe the MTV Movie Awards would have something like this, or the VMAs. Yeah, that's what I would think. But yeah, or the People's Choice Awards. You know, something along those okay. lines. Um, what if the Nickelodeon awards or something like that? Um, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. I mean, the Grammys are this weekend. Um, I'm not going this year. <laughs> but... Um, Disappointing. I know. Well, also, they're hosting it in Vegas this year. I have a feeling they did it because they wanted to avoid COVID regulations in California. <laughs> so they were like, fuck it. Let's do it in Vegas. Nevada doesn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and COVID's s- not real here. COVID's not real here. Um, and so they... Yeah, they're doing it in Vegas. I'm going... It's going to be really interesting to hear from my colleagues this year as to what happens. Maybe they can one-up the whole Will situation. I wonder if they're going to have Kanye there. Maybe Kim and Pete will have some like live drama on stage because that would be dope. Um, they got they got to figure out how to like one up. We need to like increase the social engagement. Come on, Chris. What's 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 come on, Chris? What's in the waiting? Blueprint? What do you have up your sleeve? <laughs> Pretty much. And with that, <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 